Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. And if you're in these tweet streets, I am Spike Lou on your social media handle. Sometimes you can catch me on Facebook and the IGs too. Absolutely, What's man. good, man? Uh, slow motion, Billy Ocean. Uh, quarant- are, are people still quarantined? People are out right now. It's quarantine mm-hmm. over. It's a mixed bag, man. People <laughs> out. The cases are spiking. Like, what they it's, say? It's wild out here. It's like some states, I think Texas had like five thousand people <laughs> today. It was like a record <laughs> number of cases. Man, it's wild out here. It man. ain't funny, but it's it's, it's funny, it ain't funny, man. but it's hilarious. That's, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, be safe, man. We, As you can see, we're still match. indoors. So yeah, we're still indoors. We have not made it back to the studio yet. We have not given up on it though. Nah, 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 not checking. at all. We'll have some content for you over there soon but um have you decided to start wearing a mask or what uh, well, I, who said i didn't wear a mask to begin with you, i thought you, you didn't wear a mask about? you got your make america great mask <laughs> the maga mask i can't believe i ain't seen nobody with a maga mask on they definitely got maga mask out there uh, yeah because I, I, I listen somebody missing out on some money if they ain't got no maga mask they don't let's make those i said <laughs> Uh, hey man, let's get to the uh, got an action pack episode, man. Uh, Absolutely. Episode three fifty four. It's a lot of them, man. Uh, today on the show, man, we're talking NBA Young Boy, man. His crib was robbed, and Jay Prince jumps in to help, quote unquote. Uh, Buster Rhymes and Drake uh, record leaks and Swiss Beats takes it completely the wrong way, and mm. we review Starlito's latest album, Paternity Leave. But first, let's talk Snow on the Bluff. J. Cole shock dropped a new record entitled Snow on the Bluff last week. A few bars in the record were allegedly addressing Chicago rapper No Name. Uh, He caught backlash from social media and was accused of misogyny. Now, he released a statement uh, the next morning, double downing on the song. Then No Name dropped a response joint called Song 33. Then apologized to her fans for dropping it, saying that it was more of a distraction. Okay, this entire situation is a mess. My question, in your opinion, was the cold backlash warranted? And what did you think of both records and the situation, period? Um, I like the word that you used there, shock drop. Where did, mm-hmm. did you make that up? Where did that come from? That's what I do. That's you? I make up phrases, man, that last until the end of time. Um, running with that word, shock drop, if you're J. Cole, your top three artists, when you shock drop, uh, I'm going to put that on a T-shirt, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when you do those things... Everybody's going to listen. And right now, everybody's paying attention to what's going on with the protests and the killings of, you know, young black men by police. So you would think if J. Cole is going to put out with a song based off his catalog and based off everything since 2014 Forest Hills Drive, you would think it would be about that. But that's not what got J. Cole in the studio. And I can't knock what, you know, sparks the creative juices and people i can't knock that but if you're j cole and you took time out to address no name in a shock drop song i mean i understand why people have a problem with that that backlash is warranted one because you're j cole and you're an artist anything you're a big artist a list anything you do is going to get backlash it's going to get criticism it's going to get people talking so you know when you drop a song out of nowhere people are going to talk about it so if you take that time out especially right now if you're taking that time out 
to address no name because you felt like that she called you out indirectly in a tweet. I kind of see what people are saying. And I love J. Cole. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have did the song, but I think that the backlash was very much warranted. What do you think? Um, man, first of all, when I listened to the song, uh, dropped kind of out of the blue. Was it Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I thought the song was fire. Let mm-hmm. me ask you this. Before you knew, well, excuse me, when you heard the song, did you know it was about No Name? I did not. I okay. just thought it was generally speaking. I did too. Um, shout out to fucking Inspector Gadgets out there. Uh, the fucking, like, they were Murder She Wrote motherfuckers was on it. Nigga, they figured out what we were talking about. Song, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it gave us some context and made me want to listen to it more to even kind of listen to it to, to really hone in. Because due to the flow and the fact that there's no hook, there's not really a pause in the action. So when I listened to it for the first time, there was a couple things I, I missed just simply because I was in the middle of doing whatever. And mm-hmm. so I had to double back and listen to it. And when I listened to it, I, first of all, I thought the song was fire. Um, I thought he was spitting. I love the perspective that he took. And I thought that in the middle of him questioning himself and his capabilities of doing enough in times like this, he had a simple disagreement. Um, Whether it was a specific person or not, I just think he had a disagreement and people decided to run with it. This was the most respectful diss song of all time, if that's what this was supposed (laughs) to be. And people acted as if this was hit em up part two, dude. And it was just aimed completely at no name, four minutes of just fucking flame, just heat pointed directly at her head, dude. And I thought people overreacted times 10 on Mm. Twitter and Instagram and whatever other social media sites people took to vent. I thought that was trash. I did respect her response, though. I'm not mad at her for responding, though. I I I thought that she Mm. has the right to feel how she feels about what he said and make her joint that song 33 where she did. It was like a minute song. It wasn't very long. And she just kind of went straight through or whatnot addressing it like damn with all this going on he took time to address me okay you know what i mean blah 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 i wasn't mad at that either but people just i saw the comments i saw on twitter i had no idea women hated j cole apparently like apparently he's the devil and i didn't know this and this is news to me so i was tripping well i I don't think that women hate j cole uh nor do i think they think that he's the devil but i mean this is it is it's, it's a spade you call a spade a spade Using your platform, if you're J. Cole, to address, and I'm not, no name is a very talented artist. She's came up on here, I think, one or two times before when she sure. was on the double XL list or whatnot. So I'm not saying that she's a nobody rapper, but J. Cole is top three or four in the game. Diss songs are going to catch fire, like all diss songs. It doesn't matter who or what. Like people love that type of controversy. For J. Cole to take time out, and like you said, it may have been a nice diss song passive aggressive whatever you want to call it if j cole takes time out to do that using his platform then it comes off as kind of inconsiderate to what's going on kind of misogynistic just because you feel like that she calls you out like it does come off that way nobody's out of bounds when they say that they're not reaching like that's how it comes off listen Listen, you know, you're gonna need some icy hot nigga for your shoulder nigga for this reach right here people kill me Because here's the thing. People are layered. Like, nobody does one thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can be J. Cole, see the video of George Floyd being killed, be outraged. I can go to the 
to the protest the next day in my hometown. I can march with the people. I can go home, get with my team, put together some type of financial plan to donate to a cause that I deem worthy. I can Mm -hmm. also check on my Twitter timeline. I can retweet new information that I'm learning that I never saw or really comprehended. I can retweet books, quotes, um, fucking all, all kind of shit. I can also fucking log off. I can go get something to fucking eat if I want to. I can also go and work on a new track for my album that I'm dropping later this year that ain't got shit to do with what's going on today. I can also hop on here and see somebody going in and think they're talking about me and think, damn, I, maybe if she or he took that energy that they're giving and, and spewing it and preaching it to their choir, <laughs> here's a way that maybe they could get it to the people that need to hear it. Maybe if they did it like this. So I'm going to I'm going to make a record where I question my own capabilities and inconsistencies in times like this. And I'm going to big up the person that I saw because I look up to that person. I just disagree with the method in which that they're coming off. And the whole world is going to tell me I can't do that because of what's going on with George Floyd. Bro, I I can do more than one thing at a time. bro. Okay, And all of that is fine. You make a great point when you say you can do more, more of those things at one time. That's great. The problem that people have with this is not that you can't do more than it, you can't do more than one thing at a time. It's that this is the thing that made you rap. J. Cole is the mister. I'm not doing any more features. J. Cole is the one that died. He don't got mixtapes out here every week. So like you said, I see J. Cole on the front lines. I see him engaging with people and I see how interesting he is via documentaries and all of these other things that he do. For him to take time, three, four minutes, whatever it may be, and to say, I want to address this out of all the other shit, anything else you could address right now, but I want to address this girl that called me out because I felt like that she has me, quote unquote, I didn't, he didn't say this, but I'm saying that she got me fucked up because she's saying that I'm not reacting the way that she wants to and that offends me. So in being offended as J. Cole, I'm going to go make this record. But you're not just a normal person. You're a top three rapper. Some people consider you the best rapper. So when you just do something out of feeling and reaction like this, regardless, if you think it's right and you do all these other things and you are multi-layered, people are going to take this as you attacking her. That's lame. Because of your platform. That's lame, bro. I mean, but that's what it is. No, that's lame. Nobody would be saying this if this was Lil Pump that he was talking to. Nobody would be saying, hey, man, man, you're talking about Lil Pump. Leave him alone. You're a top three rapper bro that's the point of it though it's not little pump but he's done it's that no to pump before you remember nobody nobody and people said praised him K- for it right people praised him for it. on kos that song at the end of kos is about little pump nobody exactly. said come on bro leave him alone man nobody people said did that say, people did say that they were but he was bullying him to be fair but what? i get the point that yeah people definitely said that don't say that people were like oh he picked on somebody his own size i've seen that narrative out there that's now cap. With that being said, it's not a little pump situation. J. Cole is usually very present in his commentary of what's going on. So if people are dropping songs right now, Meek dropped a song, like Lil Baby dropped a song, numerous people have dropped songs. And I don't say that he has to do it. He doesn't have to give you social commentary. But if you built your platform and that's what people are expecting of you, if you throw a curveball, then you're going to get backlash. Wrong or right, it's going to happen. Listen, he threw man. a curveball. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I'm saying the backlash is wrong. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, I mean, But that's what you have to deal with as a creative, though. You could That's a fact. would you would you agree that the timing could have been off? Like he could have saved this for an album, could he not? No, I don't think so. 
You think that this had to be released right now? I, I think so. Why not? I have a difference of opinion because, like, people, J. Cole has built a career on, like, this, like, general social commentary. Like I said, he's built a career on that. For him, like I said, to take time out now to talk about this, I'm not saying you can't do it as a creative. Feel free. But it's going to cause backlash because it doesn't fit with the brand that you put out there. And that was her lie. criticism. That was her criticism in the first place. I ain't like gonna she, lie. Listen, she man. proved he proved her right. Listen, if I would have hit play on this, yeah, and he would have came out in the first bars would have been "fuck you, bitch," and them tweets you wrote, I'd understand <laughs> completely. I swear, I'd be like, "Oh, that, yeah, you wildin', bro. Like, <laughs> come on, fam. Like, you you like what she said? You like you wildin', my nigga. Like, chill out." That's not what he said. Nigga, the first bars was niggas be thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fool by my college degree. My IQ is average. There's a young lady out there way smarter than me. The nigga, when is this a diss? Where, man, okay. these niggas, hey, listen, if social media been around when Pocket hit him up came out, niggas would have died. They would have collapsed. Now, now, okay, but you stopped. I scrolled through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at the cracker. She mad at the capitalists and mad at the murder police. She mad at my nigga. She mad at our ignorance. Basically, continuing that narrative that black women hate of her being the angry black woman. Like, you know, that's a pet peeve for black women. You have a black wife. Listen, man. Like, everybody, all black women, especially in corporate America, listen, not this, but they try to avoid being labeled an angry black woman. Would you agree to that? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's so, obviously a stereotype. So him going, she mad at this, she mad at that, she mad at this, that's starting down that road of, oh, okay. Like, you're right. He opened it up very, like, hey, hey, how you doing? But then he started hitting her with the jabs. Man, that's not like a jab. Saying somebody is mad at something is not a jab, bro. That's not a jab. In, in this context, it is a jab. Man, that's lame. It's a jab because he's pointing these things out, saying she's mad at all of these things, painting her as him being the creative and the artist here. He's painting her as the angry, typical black woman, and she's much more than that. That's what people are mad at. Man, like, he, he generalized her statements. This nigga, this nigga gave the most eloquent, respectful. <laughs> it's a dope song. I'm talking about it's a like very dope if song. this is supposed to be a diss, then I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go from here. The song I mean, is called "Snow in the Bluff" because of the last bar where he said, "I I, I feel like I'm faker like than Snow in the Bluff because I'm not doing enough." The nigga really dissed himself throughout this song, so I, I'm did, confused man. at how people chose to pick out four or five bars and completely ignore the rest of the song, dude. Like <laughs> you know, people gotta tough. people gotta understand, you can be more than one person. You can be layered, bro. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I promise I can. I can care about what's going on with George Floyd, do my part in that, and I can also go stand in line and go buy these Yeezys that come out Saturday. I can be more than one person, bro, if that's okay. If that is okay with Twitter, can I, I be more than one person? They're not attacking him for being more than one. I mean, like, they're not attacking him for straying away from his character. They're attacking him for the timing and the tone. Like, that's the attack. Like, people ain't mad. Like, people wouldn't be mad at J. Cole, I don't think, if he didn't like show up at this protest he should he's been at every other one like i don't think that him being um like it, it wasn't about him being off brand it was fake it was outrage, about the time and the tone. it ain't fake outrage it was fake people had you so you people, people were dying. people are rock. listen people are it's sensitive times right now which i understand completely yeah. it's sensitive times a lot of shit going on people on edge I get it. People mad at a lot of shit right now. Fam. People in those times, sometimes you can overreact to shit. That's all I'm saying.
But when you people consider are overreacting. that, just like you just thought about that, wouldn't you consider that if you're J. Cole? Nah, hell like, no. Nah. This, this get the talk bro. started. This gets the discussion talk going. Well, why are you using no name to start the discussion? That's the why not? problem. Because... <laughs> The fuck? It's going to come off as you attacking her. If and, you're using no oh name as to, to spark the conversation, like just mm-hmm. I guess just have the conversation as being passive aggressive and saying, Hey, you're mad. And then niggas like Chance, bruh. Well, yeah, that was lame. Bruh, that, that nigga no, man. I'm not, I wasn't co-signing on niggas piling on. That's I agree it. with the back and forth. I agree with the backlash. But nigga like Chance coming out and saying that, like, bro, relax, man. That nigga, man, dude. He... You just don't like Chance, though. That, as you can see right there, that's the reason why, bro. I'm not <laughs> hanging with no no contact in my phone would ever say no shit like that. Not one. That's a lame. They'd get deleted immediately. Super lame. What's Tell next, people what Chance man? said, though. Let them know. Uh, I'm not, he said something about... Uh, I don't have the exact quote. I don't want to butcher it because it was so lame, and I don't want to take away from the lameness by fucking it up. But he just was piling on, and nobody asked him, and nobody gave a shit. Like, shut up, dude. You mad because the nigga didn't jump on that whack-ass CD you dropped last year. Get the fuck out of here. That's what irritates me the most, I would say, is people people take anything now and are overly offended by it and write these think pieces and come out with these, like, chants with the bullshit tweets. Uh, it's not constructive and it undermines all the work that No Name has done. I think is what he said. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's wet. He lying. That's wet. Uh, but yeah, I, I I just think that the piling on and the excessiveness of it and pushing the narrative that J Cole is a notorious misogynistic rapper that's or nuts. That he carries himself in a way that yeah that that I do not agree with. I don't want people to think just because I disagree with the timing of the song. Um, that the other stuff is whack. Like Everybody's problematic. Shit, man. Yeah, the cancel shit and uh, he's been misogynistic. Like, relax, man. That's not. That's just not. I don't see that. That's not been my experience with J. Cole. That's 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 people thinking everybody is problematic except them. Well, like you said, people on high alert right now, man. They looking to cancel anybody and buy out of here. Like they making fucking charts of black people that have got canceled now. It's like just. just fuck I, out I'm good on that, man. What's next? All right, next on the list. NBA young boy, your mans. <laughs> he took to the internet, as he usually does, to express his dissatisfaction with Jay Prince. And what did Jay Prince do? Well, Jay Prince just took to the internet and he told NBA young boy and the millions of people watching that from a recent robbery, he, Jay Prince, had obtained possessions of NBA young boy. And if he wanted to get them back, this included keys to a Rolls Royce and I mm. think a Ferrari. Uh, and if he wanted to get that stuff back to hit somebody up, I don't know who that dude was. Yeah. And Jay Prince would make sure that those items got back to NBA Youngboy safely. My question to you. <laughs> NBA Youngboy is irritated by this and said it was lame. My question to you is, do you agree with NBA Youngboy? Now, listen, first, I don't ever think it's wise to go ham on Jay Prince like NBA Youngboy did. Um, Ham is a strong word. Yeah, no, nah, he, nah, he went. He it was, was aggressive. In. Yeah, he was. He, he he was aggressive. You want to talk about tone? You thought that yeah. J Cole shit was tough? <laughs> Listen tone. to Young Boy video. Definitely That's aggressive. That. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, for the first time in probably this show's history, I think NBA Young Boy has a point. 
Mm. Um, Jay Prince made it look like he was basically bigging himself up to be like a super boss by doing the video. <laughs> when you could have really easily just hit him up and been like, hey, bro, I got your stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Some some young partners, blah, 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 blah. Don't worry, man. Pull up here. I got you. you don't, even, don't even worry about it. But young boy is a live wire, so his response was expected. And in my opinion, in this situation, it was warranted, bro. Don't do that. Don't. He basically extorted him on Instagram, fam. Like that's what are you doing? You didn't have to do that. You could have easily got in contact with niggas, bro. He didn't ask him for anything. No, that's what would have came. That's how it came off on his scar face. All he he said was, "I got your stuff." Hey, I don't know how to get in touch with you. A DM. (laughs) Apparently, this is next. Communicate with people. (laughs) Stop. I got some stuff that belongs to you. He was doing too much, bro. And Jay Prince, my guy, he was doing too much, though. Well, well, Jay Prince has responded to this. Yeah. Jay Prince responded rather strongly. (laughs) With a courtesy call. Another one. Yeah. Dumb boy. NBA (laughs) dumb boy is what he called him. (laughs) And he told him that he was simply trying to help, which I agree with. Stop. Now, I think that Jay Prince has been in the game a long time, and in his reply to NBA Young, where he mentions smarts and like intelligence a lot, yeah, I think this is a chess move by Jay Prince. I agree with you. Going to the internet seems strange and weird for Jay Prince, but he has done this as of late. I will acknowledge that. But I think that he expected a reaction like this from NBA Youngboy. And I think that he did that to get this reaction. Now, what's going on behind the scenes, I don't know. He he claims to know NBA Youngboy brother. I don't know mm-hmm. what type of business that they have. Apparently, it got something to do with NBA Youngboy in Texas. But I say all that to say, I don't think that he just ran to the internet trying to engage in young boy games. I think that he was playing chess. He was trying to get him to react, which he did. And now that he's reacted, he's able to be a little bit more aggressive with him because he didn't have a reason at first, at least not a reason that we know of. What is, so what is, what is the purpose of these the games, bro? I don't know, man. It's mob shit. You got to ask Jay Prince about that. I don't want to find <laughs> out. Listen, man, we've already said enough. <laughs> like, I feel like the Jay Prince didn't take the Instagram and do that shit for no reason. I think there's something going on besides what we see, and he needed him to react that way. He got his reaction, and now he's able to move aggressively. He was waiting on NBA Youngboy move. That's what I think. I don't mm-hmm. know anything for sure, but it just appeared that way for me because it does seem strange for, I mean, for Jay Prince to do that. He ain't promoting his book anymore. He ain't doing anything but, you know. Jay Prince is he's known for his courtesy calls, man. He did he had one for Puff. Um he had one for Birdman. You know what I'm saying? He, it was over a beat last time, but one one thing I do know is when he made them courtesy calls, niggas got right. Oh yeah, so now the noise completely stopped on, after that. I don't know if NBA Youngboy got something different going on, but I don't expect to hear anything else about this other than an apology from NBA Youngboy. Jay, just just last year, around this time last year, he did the same thing for uh, YBN Almighty J. When he got his shit took, he got it back for him. He was down in Texas, right? You uh, know what this is, right? Okay, I, I think he was in Houston. Yeah, you know what this is, right? These are commercials. Like niggas is like, ah, oh, y'all niggas think it's a game. Y'all niggas think y'all can come down here and not pay this tax. Like he threw that in the response. He's like, nigga, Texas is my business. If mm. you come down here, you have to pay this tax. And I think it got more to do with niggas trying to move around and not involve Jay Prince in moving around in Houston. So I can make sure that anytime you're down here, niggas is doing what they need to do to ensure that I get my money. 
That's fair. And we've already said too much. Exactly. Uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Swiss Beats, man. Swiss backtracked on some comments that he made about Drake while on IG Live with Buster Rhymes. Uh, when the topic of a song that Buster and Drake recorded but never put out came up, Swiss didn't hold back with his frustrations behind that, calling Drake a pussy while at the same time saying he was a good kid. Um, OVO, um, he did, Swiss did come out and apologize, said he was doing too much. That's not the vibe that he's on right now. OVO responded and said, man, we're not feeling that apology. Just make sure you keep that same energy when you see us. <laughs> My question, was Swiss out of line? Absolutely, man. Like, niggas get too comfortable on IG Live. You're talking to your homeboy. You think y'all on the phone. Mm-hmm. You forget that it's a 500,000 people in this room. <laughs> um, and for you to just be like, you can't call it a grown man pussy and just be like, oh, my bad, bro. Like, now nah, you felt that way. <laughs> and he repeated so, it too, though. <laughs> yeah, so now that you you let it out there that you feel that way, all that, what's up, King? And what's up, like, black man? Like, fuck you, my nigga. Like, keep that same energy, period. You ain't never got to say nothing to me again if I'm Drake and I'm talking to Swiss. And the reason being, like, thinking about this from this situation, it made me think, like, who could Drake slight and be like, damn, I need him? Like, Drake, like, he can make uh, classic yeah. albums by himself. He, he got doing the, top. the hook, he got the bars. Yeah. Who does he need when he would be like, you know what? Because I feel like that now he he, he kicking Swiss to a side where he won't work with him. That's a major loss for Swiss. I don't think that Drake considers anybody on his level that he needs to move in this game and be successful. 40. That's, why I, That's it. Yeah, yeah. His engineer, 40. He, he right. fall out with 40. Yeah. Then his music going to sound a whole lot different, my nigga. Yes. So I feel like Drake can do whatever he pleases. What do you think? Listen, man. Swiss was hype off that juice. Um, he was excited. That versus just went down. He got that Apple check. It cleared. Um, and he said some out-of-pocket shit. Now, here's my thing. And I, I, I get it. It's uh, Drake is becoming like where Jay-Z. Remember when Jay-Z was like, Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that? Where you niggas get front-page news by mentioning Jay-Z name? This is what this is what happens when you mention Drake name. And it's... I'm, what if you're I, sweet speech, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I, what was interesting was that Buster Rhymes didn't seem to be bothered by this at all, though. He was like, bro, the song just didn't happen. Like, he came to me. Drake came to Buster looking for some Jay Dilla beats. And they ended up doing a joint like ten years ago. I listened to the song. The song dumb old. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like what do you? Swiss, like Swiss was hyping. They may have had a prior. Con- this may it would have been. They may have had a prior conversation about this shit, like off air. Yeah. And but this time they had it on air, and Swiss forgot he was on air. But Buster Rhymes remembered he was on air. <laughs> and Buster Rhymes was super politically correct, and we know Buster Rhymes really don't give a fuck. Like he really don't be stunning us like that. He need Drake. I mean, but that song was old, but that was like so far gone, Drake, bro. That was like, no, not so far no, gone. I say, uh, yeah. thank he you He has later. to be careful with his words because he needs Drake. Well, I mean, yeah, like, no, that's fair. That's fair. And and Swiss was Swiss hype, don't. playing music, <laughs> dropping bombs, and me, 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 me. Oh, you can't, you, can't call, you can't call me a pussy and then drop the air horn, bro. Like, no. You called me a pussy and you said you, if there was a problem, I will shoot your OVO plane out of the sky. Well, he didn't say OVO plane, but he said plane. He said your plane. Yeah, yeah. You tried, you tried to add extra sauce in that shit. I did add that OVO for a little bit extra sauce on that. I thought that was going to get through. 
But I want to know the, the real reason said, behind this, though. The What's the real I reason? Shoot your plane out of the sky. That Ain't was no coming back from that, bro. Like, yeah, don't come dap me up, my nigga. Nah, no, no, no. What What's the real issue? Now I know they have history. They had a single fancy off that debut album, and they actually shot a video to that with him and Ti Swiss. But the video Drake didn't like the video, so they never put it out. So at <laughs> first, I thought. Maybe he's still tight over that, but the way when I watched the video again, though, the way he called him out his name like that, that sounded personal. I'm gonna be real. That sounded real personal. Are we sure Drake hasn't messed with Alicia Keys? Oh man, are we sure they got a song together, brothers? Drake, ah, yeah, me, I'm red. That right there, and he ripped that. Swiss might still be mad about that verse right there. Ooh. So I don't know. Happened to it, Alicia Keys track. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it does seem like something side, something on the side was there for him to just go there so so quickly. But I mean, Swiss is a powerhouse, so that's a fact. I feel like that he ain't he ain't gonna be too quick to to run to Drake and and reiterate that he's sorry. Like he threw, no. okay, my bad, bro. I was a little loose. You got it. OVO doubling down and being like keep that same energy. I, I'm I'm anxious to see where this goes, especially with the whole versus series and the affiliations that Drake would have mm. and how that would affect people going on Swiss's versus. Like it's interesting to see how this is gonna play out. This was that was out of character for like I know Swiss like really like a look. Listen. He must really not like Drake. Th- that was deep. That was deep, bro. Like. It, it looked like he really like don't fuck with him like pussy. Yeah, it was either one. It like well yeah nah he just didn't sit no fuck with him. Like, he just he like he don't fuck. <laughs> that was random. That was like damn. What did that? Come it was from? like it wasn't like damn that was some pussy ass shit or like that was monkey like yeah like, nah he nah he said nah like he was calling Drake's character into question. Calling him into question. Shit. I don't moving know, on to yeah. your man's. Mm-hmm. The uh, skinny Suge Knight himself, Mr. Freddie Gibbs, Gary Indiana's own. He's inked a major deal. I called this, by the way. No, I, me, Spike Lou called this with Warner Records. My question to you, is this a smart move for Freddie Gibbs signing a major deal and no longer being independent? Hell yes. Mm. Uh, this was a great time to do this. Reason being, he's hot right now. He's coming off the heels of a fire project with Alchemist. Coming off the heels with a fire project with Mad Lib last year. He's on a mean, like, three-fold album streak that even has haters like you. <laughs> now checking him out like, oh, damn, this Freddie Gibbs is actually all right. We know. We oh, know. No, by the way. That the, album, the album is fire, but he had, you could arguably say he had album of the year last year. So, right. he'd been on a roll so he's hot, which creates leverage, which adds a couple of extra zeros to that paperwork. So in this instance, traditionally, I would say somebody like Freddie Gibbs could be okay without a major because he's gotten to this point without it. But no, go ahead and let me get that major label backing behind me. Let's get that machine rolling. Add a couple of extra commas on that check and make it. let's make it happen. Where do I sign? So I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I see you, Gangsta Gibbs. Absolutely the right choice for Gibbs. Um Freddie Gibbs, just based off just being a good rapper, he's been in movies, he's been in little TV series, like he's done, he moved out to Hollywood, done his thing, put out good, good projects, Great his latest, projects. Alfredo being the best. Oh my God. Uh, 
But he's been working, and I think that he's taking himself as far as he can get as just being a great rapper. Mm. Now with that major label backing, he has the personality for it. I've been said that on here. Um, I think that we're looking at a big, when things open back up, whatever year that is, <laughs> I think that we'll be yep. looking at, at some big opportunities for Freddie Gibbs because I think like he one of the few people that is like really owns up. He and he he owns up to being a rapper of this new generation. Everybody the they want to be these other things. Freddie Gibbs come to out rap your ass under the, like he gonna rap you onto the table, and that's gotten him to this major label. And man, I think Warner they're gonna do big things with him. And um, look, I look forward to him using that personality. He's funny on Twitter. He's funny on IG. Um, Freddie Gibbs is going to be the next person that we're talking a lot about. Yeah, and he's already went down the major label road. So he knows what it looks like when it goes wrong. He was signed to Jeezy before who had no idea what he was doing. And he had no idea what he had on his hands. Before that, though, he was actually signed to a, a major label before Jeezy as well, though. Oh, okay. So it's who, like. Who was doing uh, I want to say Interscope. I want to say Interscope. Don't nobody hold me to that, but I know he's, this isn't his first rodeo um, dealing with Major. So he knows what it looks like when it can go left. So I'm sure when that paperwork was slid to him, he was like, okay, now, now we're talking. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him, man. He's been doing big boy shit. Uh, I think real quiet is kept. Groups like Griselda coming up and becoming popular have opened the doors for people like Freddie Gibbs to to. You know, because people see that that's getting streams, they're getting merch off of that. Like labels are paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Like the Internet has changed what you need to be, what type of music you need to make to be successful. And I think the popularity of Griselda signing with Shady and doing big things like that opens the door for Freddie Gibbs and, and the longevity of like a currency and stuff like that. Like you can see you can there's money to be made with an act like that. And so I think labels are starting to pay more attention. That is a fact that Lane is one that's going to get crowded quickly. That's, um, hmm? that's true. That's yeah. very true. Um, we've got an album to review. Nice. Star Lido. Um, he's back after a brief hiatus. We uh, thought he retired. I, I, I absolutely thought he retired. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I ain't going to lie. Jay, I'm going to give you inside scoop. Jay Hove is his man's. Mm-hmm. That Hove told me that Star Lido had retired. He told me that. So Yeah, I, and I thought he did too. But apparently, judging by the project, there was a major life event that kind of reinvigorated uh, his feelings to rap. And that's how we get this paternity leave that dropped on Father's Day. Um, we're recording this just a couple of days after Father's Day. But I felt like the project was digestible enough. To where mm-hmm. we can get enough spins to have a, a quality uh, idea of how we feel about it, though. So we decided to run with the Lido, uh, Star Lido album. You know how we get down expectations, initial thoughts, highlights, lowlights, and a rating. What were your expectations coming into this Lido project? Um, we talked about tone earlier with J. Cole and everything that's going on. Now, people that know Star Lido know that he, nah, I wouldn't consider him a conscious rapper. But I would consider him a very thoughtful MC. Like mm-hmm. he 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 he'll throw bars in there to let you know that he's very astute to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I consider him a smart guy. 
So every time that I see him say something, I seen uh, the tweet on the timeline a couple weeks ago saying dropping Father's Day. So it was rumored that it was coming out. So that did pique my interest. Mm -hmm. But I was very much interested in what he would have to say. Now, he's had a daughter. He's grown up some. So I was I had high expectations because there's always a stride that I feel like that he was going to hit or about to hit. And then, you know, COVID came around and everything shut down. So. I'm always looking for a new project from Lito to see, you know, what page that he's on. So I was, I had expectations for it when I seen the tweet floating on the timeline. What about you? Man, absolutely. Um, same thing. I had pretty high expectations. I thought when he dropped a video last week, um, the paternity yeah, leave right. intro, um, and then it had, of course, intro in the title, which is a, that's when you know that means the project is on the way. We we didn't know when, but we knew it wouldn't be too far behind. I thought mm -hmm. that song and video were fire. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. We still got it. You know, I, I didn't know if he had to dust off some rust. I don't, I didn't know, but he hadn't dropped the project since 2018 at war with myself too. Um, and I honestly, like you said before, I didn't think we were going to see another project. I thought he was cool out of the limelight. He gave us enough music to last a lifetime. So mm -hmm. I was like, shit, we probably ain't going to hear from him again. He might've rolled off into the sunset. Um, but looking and getting this and then once I heard it and I get to my initial thoughts, once I heard it and saw the tone, I mean, you can get an idea of what it's about by obviously the name of it, as well as some of the names of the tracks and the album cover, you get kind of the theme of the project and I rocked with it out the gate, man. I love that overall theme of fatherhood and kind of how, what space that puts you in once it happens to you. I don't have kids, but I can at least imagine of what type of leap that is. And like, I thought it was a very authentic man. It was an authentic project centered around kind of uh, his daughter and how her birth affected him. On the other hand, I've seen celebrities that use kids for like photo ops and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and it does, it seems contrived and it, it, it doesn't have that same authentic feeling. Um, but when he's on here saying, I look at life different from the other side of 30, like nigga, I feel that even though I'm 28, I still feel that I'm close. So I like when I hear grown man shit like that, I think you can relate. If if you've grown or evolved in life at all, I feel like stuff music like that you can relate to, man. So um I when I first thought heard it, I I was fucking with it strong. Um I was like, damn, it's it's, it's tough, man. He still he got it. Like he didn't lose a step. What you thought when you heard it? Um I agree with the part about the growth. I do think he's grown a lot and um immediately with the intro seeing the video you could tell what type of time that he was on and i appreciated that uh, even in his own music he said he took a break because he didn't like his influence he didn't mm. like the, how he was affecting people and i think that that's a very introspective thing to say um so just hearing bars like that the theme of the album i, I do think that it was about growth and to be uh, almost of the same age, going through some of the same things. I know on uh, one of the songs when he's talking about um, driver's seat, talking about the streets don't love nobody. Those are things you start to realize when you get about, <laughs> you know, our ages or around this time, and, yeah. and a lot of the stuff hits home. So he he's gotten into that <laughs> contemporary rap lane yeah. uh, that's becoming a lot more popular, a lot more lucrative. Where people not doing too much, they ain't doing a lot. It's like this is me, man. They they're very uh, reflective, very transparent. Mm -hmm. That's what's selling now. Like that's like we can't just talk about Freddie Gibbs. Like those artists, like Lido, Freddie Gibbs, Lil Baby, like being yourself is selling currency. Now. 
earn she exactly yep. like people have that opportunity when they ain't got to do too much he's very established in himself as an independent artist so this may when i'm taking what i was taking from this is like this could be a tone that rap is taking and with his bars and how he's been laying it down if he wants to use this to grow i mean bigger than he has been but, um, i mean if that's what he's looking for yeah no nah, but but to be fair too though it's not as if he's never really like touched on this type of stuff before though. Like this isn't, this isn't just like left field. Damn, where where's the trap? And it's, it's not like like he don't make that type of music. Like he's been making on that last project, um, on that at war with myself too. Nigga, the joint crying in my car. That's the hardest oh, yeah. song on there, and that's this real nigga type of shit right here. Grown man, real shit, going through real issues. I'm not too cool to put that shit out there in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Like it. That and I think people relate to it because that's everyday life shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so I, I, I think that, that's um, what works. He had that serve no more on. Um, I'm moving to Houston. Same mm. lane, similar tone. So you're right. This, this isn't the first time that he's touched on this. But as a full project, you can even tell from those the the tone is different. Like this is more from a fatherhood perspective. Like he. See, I mean, like he was mentioning the, the daughter seat in the car, <laughs> teaching his children to grow and invest and, and looking up the drug dealers. And all I ever wanted to do or knew was selling drugs and just yeah. making a different impact on children's lives. While you say he does have the serious issues on the other CDs, I do. You can kind of feel, see, hear that having a child has given him a, a new those songs when he was showing perspective in the first place. So there's a lot of growth there, and there's a lane, like I said, for this type of stuff now. Like everybody, like even you, you compare like 444, uh, Slim Thug, Thug Life, like people are really just in that mode of being themselves, and when you're able to articulate it and you're a thoughtful person, it comes off. Like people people fuck with that. Like you said, like you, you ride for 29 minutes and you hear that, you're like, okay, I'm fucking with that. Yeah, like it ain't it, it ain't hard to listen to at all. It's how I came away from it. Mainly, it's like damn, that was a, that was a dope listen. No, I agree. I agree. And like some of the just to kind of touch on some of the highlights, what I thought, what I thought worked, man. I thought the rollout was on point, bro. Dropping on Father's Day, the title, paternity leave, the cover, the just the entire package of a project, and and, and you're able to still do that, even though I know it's digital. I don't mean packaged literally. But just everything that it encompasses, I thought it was dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was dope as fuck, actually. Um, so I, I thought, and he, he puts thoughts into his joints. You look at the star, uh, the Step Brothers rollout, you know what I'm saying, with the Mario. and the, Like, there's thoughts that he puts into his rollouts all the time. The, I'm moving to Houston, the hot chicken joints. Like, so he, he this is this is right on brand with what Lito usually does. Um, if I had to go to a couple joints that I rock with heavy, I thought Talk To Me was fire. Um, I love that. I liked Hard on Defrost, and if I had to pick a third one, my favorite is the last joint, which is Daddy Issues. Um, mm. I thought the Fresh Prince sample, that second verse, like nigga, like that. Listen, whoever he helped, whoever helped Lido with them movie clips, like he a beast for finding that shit. I agree. He always got some dope ass movie clips or things of that nature. The thing with the project, I remember he had this real dope ass one from Boardwalk Empire. Mm. One time, 
one of his projects, man. That shit was fire. I didn't even know where it came from until I ran Boy Walk Empire. I was like, God damn, I heard that before. <laughs> Put two and two together. But whoever helps him with that, man, kudos to y'all. Kudos to him if he sits and it's the mad scientist behind that. And listen, um, man. Bruh, first of all, real quick, the, the I like the play on words, right? Like the daddy issues. Mm-hmm. We know what that's typically in reference to, but in this, he kind of flipped it to the effect of not having one present in his life. And that was the first verse. And the second verse was how that affects, how that plays into him becoming one. And and like, bro, like, so when a nigga say, I've been dancing to Baby Shark, when she go to sleep, I watch Ozark. Can't lie, I'm getting tired of Elmo, but she can't tell though. Face look like mine, so how can I tell her no? Bro, when I, I don't don't even got kids, but when I hear shit like that, dude, where the merch at, bro? Point me to the merch stat, nigga. Like the bars, like, hey, get your merch copped. Yeah, like that shit that... was fire, nigga. <laughs> like I was like, hey, he ripping that shit. Yeah, so he, that... he was killing it, he, and he's never been. He's never lacked bars. Yeah, no, nah, that's he a fact. He's always gonna hit you over the head with bars. If I had to pick out some of my favorites, I'm back. Oh, excuse me, no, no, I'm driver seat. Mm. Love driver seat. I had it on repeat a couple of times. Um before I moved on to the next song. So that was, that was definitely my favorite. Uh, the Streets Don't Love Nobody, him doing his little harmonizing on that. That was really dope. Um, Daddy Issues as well. Felt that. That was fire. Yeah. And and I ain't living right. I think we, that's one where he give you one of the old Lido like bounces, but yeah. he's still on the, the adult grown-up shit with the same theme of the album, but still giving you the tempo that you're used to from him. So I love that, too. So those those were the main ones. But I think of all of them, Driver's Seat is my favorite song. Yeah, now that should go hard, too. I that easy. And but turn the intro was fire, too. Yeah. The whole video and stuff that we went through. So I fucked with that. What Anything on didn't here? work for you? Um, I'm nitpicking, but I, I would say probably – Two more guest verses sprinkled in there somewhere. Um, I would have loved to hear Trap a Man on here. Him and Gates in there. Ooh. Him and Gates would have bodied some of these songs. And him and Gates, cool. I need an old remix with a Gates feature somewhere in here, man. That's a good one, Gates. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gates would have snapped on one or two of these. I think he would have been perfect for that girl dad. Mm. He would have killed that. That would have been hard. You need to do a remix. It could be a remix opportunity where you put some old motherfuckers on there. Yeah, you put a couple people, like a little slick posse cut. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like low key. Um, that's a good one. And then maybe this I'm, this may be a little selfish. I'm going to say it was a little too short. But only reason I say that because I felt like I, I went through it so quickly. But he put out four projects in 2017 and three projects in 2018. So it's like, nigga, that's four years worth of shit right there. So it's like, Okay, like it's really not. It really ain't. I'm asking a lot, but I think I wouldn't have been mad at 13 joints on mm. there. I think that would have been the sweet spot. That's if you've listened to this show, you know we live in that 13 to 15 range, and I think that would have been. I wouldn't have been mad at that. You know what I'm saying? The extra on here because I thought all of these joints hit. To be honest, I, I didn't really have a throwaway on here to be to be 1,000 um, percent. Anything on here not work? I didn't have a throwaway. I, I fucked with the whole album. But if we are Nick picking, there's the infamous. But um, I was so excited when I read the track list and seeing Girl Dad and Don Trip on there. Yeah. And my, the verse just didn't live up to it. What? And that ain't to say, hey, like, he, Don Trip killed it. 
but I was that maybe my expectations are a little high, but I expect like he he was about a six or a seven on there, which is not bad. Right, it's not right, bad. right. But nigga, when Don Tripp get on shit like this, like letter to my son, I'm expecting a twelve out of ten, nigga. <laughs> I'm expecting to run that motherfucker back like four or five times and be like texting people, man, did you hear Tripp on this? That's true. And I just didn't get that. And like I say, that's nitpicking. Like a 7 out of 10 is not bad at all. He did a great verse. Jelly Roll sounded a little bit out of place. Just a little. Yeah, just a little I bit. I fuck with Jelly Roll, though. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, Tennessee Roots, Nashville. He's he been doing it for a long time, doing his thing. So y'all check out some Jelly Roll stuff. But if I'm nitpicking, that girl there, I guess because I was so excited when I read it on the track list, it kind of let me down. Yeah. Still liked it, but... That's where I got stuck at as far as if I had to pick something out. Yeah, because and it, I could have it could have a deluxe version is definitely mm, needed of this. We yeah. need some re a, a remix and two more songs. Like get that girl dad extra on there and about two more songs, man. If if you look at the last joint Trips album from last year, the two songs that he had Lido on, mm-hmm. nigga, we I think we sent them verses in the group chat, nigga, on, on the iMessage uh, uh, and on Group Me. Yeah. Yeah, nigga, fucking killing that. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, it wasn't to that level because the bar dumb high, right? But you know what I'm saying. A trip I, like this, man. You expect trip? This like, like did trip on this song is like nigga Jordan game six to close <laughs> it out, nigga. Like you expecting forty, nigga, ten rebounds, couple steals, game winner, nigga. He that, that's just the legacy that he's created in that pocket for me. No doubt, no doubt. What uh, out of five reels, man? What do you give it? Man, this is strong four, mm. real strong four for me, man. This is gonna be in rotation. I saved a couple songs, saved the album uh, on my new Spotify um, membership, so I'm in there on this, man. Strong four reels for yeah. me. What do you have? No, I got it at four, man. Flames, like it's fire, mm. bro. Like I can't even front. Um, if this is, if this may be some people's first time listening. To Starlito, I highly recommend checking the project out and then going back in the catalog and checking the last couple. Um, the catalog is nuts, but what this was you, this was tough. What would you recommend? Mm. Like, what's your personal pick? Something out of the catalog that you would point them to after this one? If they never heard them before, like, just say it's the first time. Yeah, let's say they're getting up on them. Where you point them to? I'm, I'm gonna go cheat code and say Step Brothers, bro. Mm. I'm gonna say Which one of the Step Brothers. Ooh. Man, we'll we'll go the third one. We'll work, okay. we'll work latest to and go back. You know what I'm saying? So I would say the third one. I would say that cold turkey. Mm. I, yeah, I, I mean that's the, the shit. Cold turkey is really solid, and that will kind of get you more if you're new to them. Get you still accustomed to this flow if you like getting used to that. Then you go from that cold turkey from there. But definitely, I would go from here to cold turkey and then just. Hit that piff and check out some of the mixtapes. Renaissance Gangster too that he did with um, oh, what's the DJ name down here? The white Her guy. One? Yeah, Renaissance Gangster. Those would be the ones that I recommend. I can respect it, man. Hey, y'all, let us know what y'all thought of the Starlito Paternity Leave Project. Are you new to Starlito? Have you been on them? Tell us what you think, man. If you're gonna check them out, please listen to those projects that we just recommended, man. You won't be disappointed. Most um, definitely. Uh, we got some wins and some losses, man. 
Yes, uh, yes, yes. Out, yeah. W's and the L's. You on that? Yeah, man. I got a W to YG and Mustard for becoming co-owners in Fishbone Seafood. It's an L.A.-based, southern-style seafood eatery with seven locations. Big look for the duo. Nice. I like this move, man. Mustard keep his hands in a lot of business. I like the way that he's moving. YG don't get enough recognition. He said the dude pulled up on him in the gas station. Mm. Then owned these and said that they wanted to, they needed to talk business. Uh, YG people, manager, said I was meeting from there, and they bought seven locations. He called Mustard, told him what the dude was talking about, and they said, run it, drop the check. Two, Can't wait to start doing that. Two lessons to be learned from that. Number one. Don't be afraid to holler at somebody if it's on some business shit if you run into them because it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. Just have your shit, have your elevator pitch on deck. Oh. And, and two, I think this is super dope because they had fell out at one point. Yeah, they were beefing uh, you know slightly, but Mustard Mustard said it was his YG. Wow, no, he he never acknowledged it as a beef, did he? I think he kind of dismissed uh, okay. it when he got asked about it. Okay, okay. YG. But that's good though, man. And and I love seeing people collaborate together and do businesses, man. It's so much easier when two heads better than one, three mm. even better than that, man. So link up, man. Make that shit easy. I'm out. Here. I'm in there next time. I'm in there later. I'm pull up. Fuck with it. Facts. That's uh, a fact. Um, I got an L to the city girls um, for their city on lock album leaking, forcing mm. them to drop their album ahead of schedule. I know you're a big city girls fan. How did you feel about the drop? Absolutely. Well, shout out to JT and uh, Young Miami, <laughs> my girls. Um, this is yeah, this is a L, man. They, I think they got to be hot at three hundred. This has been a bad weekend for them. I think Young Miami's uh, first baby's father was shot and killed. Yeah, man. Uh, in Miami, so man, condolences to to his family and her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a rough weekend for the city girls, man. Hopefully they can bounce back. Uh, the album did leak. People are responding well to it. Uh, but I think that they just had a lot more planned. Probably didn't want to drop it during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know how leagues happen. I, well, I assume it's a rogue engineer or some shit like that. I don't know how that works. I don't know, man. You gotta be. Let's be real though. Since the digital shit, it's been a minute since something just leaked. That is true. Like, so maybe, maybe P just <laughs> dropped it. Like fuck it, nigga. <laughs> they were mad at somebody. Then, so they, they were they, hot. They, they have an idea who did it because I, I guess maybe they weren't ready. But, yeah, they were tight. Um, shout out to the city girls, man. I got a W for my boy, the baby for hosting a black lives been mattered panel in his hometown of Charlotte. Uh, he had the mayor, the county sheriff, the city councilman, among others to discuss police reform. He closed with saying he would like to do something like this routinely grown man. Look for the baby for show. I would like for him to do something like this routinely. I was so satisfied when there was a headline featuring a baby and he wasn't punching a nigga. Throwing a nigga out of elevator, beating up the valet, <laughs> shooting somebody. Like, yes, please do this once a month for him. Like, if this is what it takes to keep him in the good graces, because he's a talented guy, I love his energy, and I want to see more good headlines so they don't try to get him out of here. So, yes, keep this moving. I like this energy from the baby. I respected this. I like that he did it in his hometown. I feel like rappers and artists could do this link up. This reminded me of what Pac was trying to do before he was what? taken from us. You remember They're when trying to slide your, your boy no. in Pac? Listen, when Pac, before he died, he was trying to put those concert series together with different artists in their cities and that they would link with the police and have like an agreement with like the drug dealers and the drug dealers would have uh -huh. an agreement. You remember that shit? He was like, all right, we won't serve drugs during the daytime. It'll be 10 to like 6. 
and <laughs> like, I and he was gonna do it, and he and if niggas do it like they're some documentaries, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and if if niggas do like they supposed to, then we'll have free shows, or we'll do X, Y, and Z monthly, quarterly. I feel like this is in that same vein. It's just an artist holding down his section. You just do it section at a time, bro. Somebody in the A do it. Somebody in fucking Detroit do it. Something, you know what I mean? Just take one at a time, and I, I feel like it's strength in numbers at that point, and maybe we can see some real change. I hope so, man. I look forward to more people taking on and doing stuff like this, and they can work with, I mean, if it, they have to work with local law enforcement, then so be it, but, you know, I look forward to more stuff like this happening, 100%. 2020, man. The, the <laughs> baby 2022, Pop. Uh, uh, get out of here. Listen, bonus L to Hurricane Chris. Um, the A Bay Bay rapper was arrested for second degree murder after shoot after a shooting that Chris claimed a man was trying to steal his car. Um, surveillance footage allegedly showed otherwise, um, and then on top of that, the car was stolen that he was in. He's currently out on bail after posting 500k bond. Uh, this is a shit show, dude. I don't know what's about to happen to Hurricane. Chris. A nigga stole a car that he bought from somebody that was stolen <laughs> like what it's, the fuck yeah, this hurricane know. chris got going on dude? i don't know bro jeez louise i, I hadn't man. heard his name in so long yeah i, I mean hey I, I, I hope that whatever's supposed to happen does happen with this because i don't know if he stole the car or not man it's just interesting how you find uh names like you said you remember the name hurricane chris and you don't know what they're doing now and then shit like this pops up it, it, it just kind of makes you wonder what happens to rappers after the fame and the spotlight if they're one hit wonders? Yeah, I still think it'll be fire ass series where people just like do the whole like thirty minute joint. Uh, Nigga, uh, like how you got to this point? You watching this? You ain't watching this? The Hurricane Chris thirty minute like thirty for thirty joint? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm wondering. That. How do we get here? Yeah. I need to know. What? I, I bet you're wondering how I got here. It, <laughs> I bet you wonder how I got in this position. Car. When I had the number one song in America at one point. It's crazy. Free Hurricane Chris, man. Free Hurricane Chris, buddy. Um, On Deck of the Week, I got something. You got something? Uh, who you got? I got Clark Atlanta, man, Um, for having T.I. and Dr. Melva Williams teach a class this fall, The Business of Trap Music. Very dope. Hold um, on. What? What happened? They're teaching a class this uh, fall. Uh-huh. It's called The Business of Trap Music. T.I. Wow. That's yeah. dope. Well, I want to kind of sit in on it. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I still look like I'm in college, so I could probably sneak in there and sit Absolutely. in. You, on the other hand, I, I don't know. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe that one. But that's dope, though, man. Um, Clark allowing that. Thinking outside the box with the curriculum, man. That's cool. I'm fucking with that. Um, hip-hop, in, I think, needs to be in more universities and colleges. And this is a unique way of breaking it down. If they teach some type of business with this, it's a great way for people to relate to it, man. So kudos to Dr. Melville Williams and T.I. Nice. I have an additional one. Mine is going out to Combat Jackson, Chi Osei. Mm. Chi Osei is 21 years old, and he is running for office in New York. Uh, he got this in the spirit, I assume, from everything that's going on now. So he's going to focus on politics. And I thought that that was dope to combat chat. Son is um, looking into that. So, man, we have some New York listeners listeners up there holding it down, I know. So y'all keep us posted on, you know, his uh, 
what he his policies and what he's trying to get done and let us know if that's a good move. But as for now, I like the move from Chio say running for office for city council in New York. That's dope, man. Recipes combat really dope. R.I.P. Combat, man. The pod father. Absolutely. Uh what you got to put me on? Uh, you go first. Um, so as we spoke on this earlier of the grown man shit that Lido was on and he's dancing the baby shark and doing grown man shit. I'm, I'm on my grown man shit on Friday nights and shit. Now mm. I was on Amazon prime video and I found the most underrated game show is of all time is on there. And I've been binge watching it ever since what? supermarket sweep was the oh. shit back in the day. <laughs> and they have all three seasons on Amazon prime and I might finish that shit by tomorrow. Fire, nigga. I don't believe it. First of all, I don't believe it was only three seasons. Yeah, they had, it say 2000 to 2003. Really? Yeah, that's nuts. I said the same thing. I didn't I didn't believe that. Damn, I thought it was much more than that. I did too. Uh, I'm going to the snack aisle, man. I just got put on thin Oreos. Man, crack? So, I'm going I'm to go to the food. I ain't going to think I've ever did a food put on... Those thin Oreos, the regular kind. I ain't had the uh, any other ones yet, but the thin regular Oreos. Crack. Open them and you might run through the whole pack. Easy. And <laughs> <laughs> this time y'all in the grocery store, y'all doing y'all quarantine shopping, man. Just pick up them thin Oreos, and motherfuckers. Is hitting. Get the mint. You gotta get the mint ones though. Huh? The mint the ones. Mint ones. They good. Oh my god. <laughs> Motherfucker, body bag in that pack, man. Now you gotta be careful with them, man. Yeah, you run the whole thing. As soon as you peel that cap back, you look down, it's gone. That I thought you were gonna say you got some Uncle P's rice. I need that P rice, though. I'm no, getting I'm that. Good. Shout out to P, man, for that I'm rice, man. Hold us down, P. I'm good. Yes. I'm we do a whole other episode about you hating on P and rice. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm good on the Uncle P. Rice. And that's my nigga. We need that, we need that Uncle P. Rice out here. Can't wait till the syrup drop, nigga. Oh, my God. I can't wait till that syrup drop, nigga, that P. Syrup. I'm copying. Give me the sugar-free one. I'll fuck with it. Copy, man. Shout out to P, man. We appreciate you guys listening to the On Deck TV podcast. As always, this was episode 354, the review of Starlito's album, man. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown. Hey, do me a favor. iTunes, leave a comment. Let us know how you are holding up in this quarantine. What are you listening to? And follow us on at On Deck TV Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to Facebook and the Rap Chat as well. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Rate, subscribe, like. We're gone.